This is the Good Morning Hamilton podcast on 900 CHML. Well, as you know, London police held a news conference uh, on Monday to provide an update on sexual assault charges against five players on Canada's 2018 World Junior Hockey Team. I want to extend on behalf of the London Police Service my sincerest apology to the victim, to her family, for the amount of time that it has taken to reach this point. Chief of Police Ty Trong offering an apology to the victim. We know that Dylan Dubé, Cal Foote, Alex Fermentin, Carter Hart, Michael McLeod, all charged with sexual assault. A lot of questions, though, still emerging from this news conference and from this investigation, including, first and foremost, why did this take so long? Well, our next guest has the answer. Dr. Julie McFarlane is a member of the Order of Canada, Emerita Distinguished Professor at the University of Windsor and co-founder of Can't Buy My Silence. Dr. McFarlane, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Rick. Well, here is the question of all questions. Why did this take so long? Mm. Well, I think that we have to piece this together back to 2018. 2018 was when the alleged assault first took place. And the victim went immediately to police. And unlike the impression that has been allowed to gather in the meantime, she continued to fully cooperate with police, but they closed the investigation and sent her back to Hockey Canada. Now, you know, one of the things I want to make clear to your listeners, Rick, is that it isn't unusual for police to decide, oh, this is going to be a little difficult to prosecute. I mean, police, you know, have all kinds of issues around prosecuting sexual offenses. Uh, We're being told the organization uh, responsible will do their own investigation, so we'll just send the complainants back to the organization. In this case, it was Hockey Canada for their investigation. What we know now was, of course, that she was then... um, NDA'd. In other words, she was silenced with a non-disclosure or, uh, agreement, which is what typically happens in these cases. And so we heard nothing more about this until 2022, four years later, when it was revealed that she had settled, she had been compensated, but she'd signed a non-disclosure agreement. Now, they have subsequently released her from that because there was so much outcry, but Hockey Canada regularly signs non-disclosure agreements with complainants. And the problem is that that just pushes everything underground again because that person isn't allowed to speak about the matter. So was this a failure on the part of London police to not work with Hockey Canada as opposed to say, all right, you kind of investigate this? Well, you know, it's it's difficult to know, Rick, and obviously this is speculation. Hopefully we will know more in time. But it was extremely striking um, the way that um, Chief Jong apologized, the clip that you just played. And I think that that reflects their acknowledgement, even though they're not saying this explicitly at the moment, that they should have got this wrapped up in 2018. They should have pursued the investigation. Maybe it would have taken them a while, but they should have stuck with it because what's happened otherwise is it's just gone around in a great big circle and come back to them. And I know that the chief was was very concerned to say, this is just one investigation, we've reopened it. But look, from the point of view of regular people, an investigation that was closed in 2019 and gets reopened in 2022, those are two different investigations. And obviously, they didn't do enough the first time.
Our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML, Dr. Julie McFarlane, member of the Order of Canada, Emerita Distinguished Professor at the University of Windsor, co-founder of Can't Buy My Silence. We're talking about the Hockey Canada sexual assault scandal in which we have a victim and five accused, and that court process will continue on April the 30th. NDAs, um, not just used by Hockey Canada. We understand that no. numerous government agencies use this. I, I hearken back to Jody Wilson-Rainbolt and, and her issue yes. with the federal government and NDAs. Yes. Well, these, these are used pervasively now throughout the, the federal government, both for their own employees, but also um, for federally funded agencies. Um, so Hockey Canada being one of those, but there are many others, of course, they're also used extensively in the church, in universities, in private corporations, such that we have figures, and these are um, reinforced by research in the U.S., that as many as one in three workers will sign an NDA sometime during their working lives. And believe me, Rick, those aren't to protect trade secrets and intellectual property, which was the original purpose. These are people often in fairly precarious, low-income professions, um, occupations, and if they make a complaint about harassment or discrimination that's going to embarrass the organization, or even, in, as in this case, a horrible group assault, then they are silenced in order to preserve the reputation of the organization, and that takes place with an NDA. So are people signing these because they fear the repercussions, which might be job loss in some cases? Well, I mean, they often do a company termination. I mean, people are being told they have to sign these in order to get their statutory severance, which is completely illegal. I, I think that the you know the compensation package that people are owed um, for the harm that's been done to them is they're told that it is contingent on signing a non-disclosure agreement. Now, that's not the way the legal system works. We compensate people for the harm they've undergone. We don't have them uh, accept further conditions. And most victims, of course, simply want to remain very quiet and confidential about this. But they want to be able to talk to their families and their friends and maybe to a therapist. And the NDA stops them from doing even that. So we're finding that people are signing these often. Rick, without understanding fully what the consequences are going to be for them going forward. And those consequences are often mental health issues. Pretty scary stuff, and it's happening uh, more often than we not, as we've just learned. Dr. McFarlane, we'll have to leave it there. So appreciative of your time this morning. You're very welcome, Rick. Thank you. Dr. Julie McFarlane is a member of the Order of Canada, Emerita Distinguished Professor at the University of Windsor and co-founder of Can't Buy My Silence. Thanks for listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday mornings from 530 to 9 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.